Thanks for joining us at Warehouse Church. We would love for you to stay connected, and a great way for you to do that is to simply subscribe to this podcast. You can also stay connected throughout the week by checking out our website, warehousechurch.com, or by visiting our Facebook or Instagram pages. From wherever you are listening, we hope that you are encouraged by this week's message. Amen. Well, we're sure glad you're here. I see a lot of new faces out there. Hey, if this is your first time, I'm not going to put you on the spot. We're not going to make you say your name. We're not going to do anything. We just want to acknowledge that you're here. If this is your first time at Warehouse Church, would you just lift your hand up in the air? Somebody, a couple people. I've seen some. There you go. Let's welcome everybody that's here for the first time. We're so glad that you're here. I should have said we have a $20 bill for you, and then everybody else would have done that with you. But we are so, so glad you're here making this our Christmas service part of your family, uh, your family service this year, and we hope uh, your family time this year, and we hope it's an encouragement to you. One of the things about Christmas, especially this part of the service right now, is that I'm the person that's stopping everybody from being at home with their family right now. So I take that very uh, responsibility very serious, and I'm gonna, we're going to make sure that you are, uh, get home to your families very, very quickly. But we just want to pause and take some time and talk about the reason why that we celebrate Christmas. And I know that that's probably something that all of us share together in common because you're here in church, and I applaud you for that. Because one of the hardest things that happens during Christmas, and I, I know this has happened to everybody in here, it's the ex, not only the expectation of the gift maybe that you'll receive, but also the expectation that somebody will like what you give them. So I'm going to ask you a question tonight. We're in church. We need to be honest with one another. How many of you have received a gift that was a dud before? Raise your hand up in the air. I mean, it just was flat out. It just didn't cut it, right? Sometimes those things happen. My wife and I joke about those things. Uh, It's happened a lot. We've been married 36 years, so I've failed a couple times. Maybe she has once or twice at the very, very most. But the thing that always makes it a fail for a gift for me, and this may be true for some of you in here, uh, it doesn't fit, right? I mean, it just, like my wife one time, she bought me this nice shirt. She goes, I really like this shirt. It's going to be real look good on you, da-da-da-da-da. And I went to put it on, and it was like a size large, and I have many X's next to that large that go onto my shirts. It, the shirt was beautiful, but it wasn't made for this girth of a human being, right? And sometimes we fail in that, but a win of a gift is a gift that you have and continue to use for a long time, right? It's a gift that keeps on giving. It has relevance. And I want to talk to you tonight about what God gave us and His Son, the gift that has kept on giving. Luke chapter 2, verse number 8. I'm going to start reading down through verse number 20. God's Word says this, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they, were, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger." And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem 
and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now, when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all of those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the angels returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen and heard, and it was told to them. So I, wanna, I wanted to share a couple thoughts with you tonight before we receive communion in a few moments. Let's consider what God gave us in the gift of his son Jesus. And here's the first thing. God continues, God continues to give new life. Now you think about this, about 2,000 years ago, God sent his son to this earth to be born of a virgin so that he could come, and the Bible says that he came to seek and to save the lost. He came so that we can have a personal relationship with God. He came so that you and I can be forgiven of the sins that we committed and have an opportunity to have a relationship with God. So when Jesus came to the world 2,000 years ago, God gave those shepherds new life when they put their trust in him. God gave people that, that trusted in Jesus new life. And ever since that day, over 2,000 years ago, year after year after year, really day after day after day, people have come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. God's gift of Jesus continues to give new life. John 3.16, some of you know this verse, I'm sure. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And then the same author of this book writes another book called 1 John. He says this about the life we have in Jesus. This is the testimony, which means this is the truth, that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. These things I'm writing to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Day after day after day, year after year after year, every Christmas that's been celebrated ever since the birth of Christ, people have come to know Jesus Christ as Savior. That gift didn't run out. There's not an expiration date where we're going to hit a certain number of people and God's going to say, no, nah, we're all done. I'm done saving people. Let's just end this thing right now. No, he preserved this message to us through his holy word. Church, and I mean that, and I believe this with all of my heart, so that we could talk about it today so that someone come to know Christ as Savior. I've got a friend of mine. I, we, we talked about... I don't know, it was about two or three months ago, when we were going to schedule our Christmas services. Christmas on the weekend, lots and lots of dynamics, right? And then we get the fun next year of Christmas being on Sunday. So if you're planning on coming to Christmas service next year on Sunday, the 25th, it'll be me and Kim. I don't even think my kids or grandkids are coming, okay? Just kidding. But um, when, when we celebrate Christmas services, I've got some friends that are pastors and they plan their Christmas service on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, and some of you may go to other churches that have done the same thing as well. And I've been getting text messages from some of my buddies. Hey, pray for our service. And then we prayed for their service with these guys, one of my friends in Colorado Springs, whose name is Mike. And he said they had standing room only, and, and probably over 20, 25 people accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, right? And we celebrate that, right? 
And today, and in churches all over our area that are celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, God continues to give new life to those who call on the name of the Lord. Here's the second thing I want you to consider tonight. God continues to give to us. Just like you're going to go home and celebrate and share presents with one another, frankly, I'm ready for the presents to be given, unwrapped, put away, and all the trash tucked away. Does anybody else feel that way too? Like they're done for Christmas? If you go by Danube Lane tomorrow afternoon, maybe Sunday during halftime of the football games, all the lights are coming down from my house and Christmas is getting put away. We just put it up too early this year. We did it like a week before Thanksgiving, and I'm like ready. I'm, re I'm ready for January. I'm ready for cold weather. It's not here now. It's like going to be 85 degrees tomorrow. Like I'm ready for all those things to happen. And, but I'm really anxious to be with my grandkids, be with my, my daughters and my sons-in-laws and, and bless them and share that time where we share gifts with one another. And here's the thing about God. God continues to give to you as you know him as your personal Savior. Listen to what it says in the Old Testament book of Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 22. Through the Lord's mercies, we're not consumed because his compassions, they don't fail us. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. John chapter 10, verse number 10, the second half says, Jesus said this, I have come not only so that they would have life, but so that they would have life abundantly. Moms and dads, just like you want to bless uh, grandmas and grandpas, just like you want to bless your grandkids, the Bible teaches us, Jesus told us in, in the New Testament, he was talking to some of, his, uh, some of his followers, and he said, how many of you that have kids, if they were hungry and asked for bread, would give them a stone? Nobody would, right? He said, how many of you that have kids, that if they were hungry and they asked for some fish, would give them a serpent? And then Jesus said this, you know how much you love your kids, but I'm going to tell you something, this is what the Lord said. You can't even imagine how much more our Father in heaven loves you. God loves blessing us. And blessings follow our obedience. But God's not up in heaven like mad at us all the time. So, you know, I'm just mad at him and I want his life to be miserable. And I'm mad at him and I'm mad at her. And I, no, God's not mad at you, church. God's mad about you. And he desires to bless you. He loves you. Just like you love your kids or grandkids or family members today, the Bible teaches us we can't even imagine the level of love that God has for us and how much he wants to bless us. So God continues to bless and give to us. And here's the third thing. God wants to give through you. God wants to give through you. Ephesians 2, verse number 10, it says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, to do good works, which God pre prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 5. He looked at all those people on the side of the mountain that day he was talking to. He said, hey, everybody, you are the light of the world. And what he was telling them is you're going to be the messengers of my message. He said, a city on a hill uh, cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but they put it on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. You know what he said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5? You are his ambassadors. That means you represent him to this world. That means this message of hope of Jesus 
this message of grace, this message of mercy, the message of the the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, that's your message to share with other people as his representatives here on this earth. We're his ambassadors. As though God were pleading through us, we beg you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. You see, God gave us his son over 2,000 years ago. And he continues to give new life to those who call upon the name of the Lord. The Bible says they will be saved. He continues to give to us. You know, there, this, this past two years of, of the craziness that's in our world and kind of seems like things are flaring up again. And, 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 and there's, there's some folks, I, I just got off the phone a little while ago with a friend of ours who was getting ready to celebrate Christmas with their family. They got some news that five or six of their family members tested positive and they were exposed and this and this and this. And, and the, the person said to me on the phone, our Christmas is ruined. And I said, no, Christmas is just one day. Just one day. It's a big day for a lot of us, but it's just one day. I, ta- I was telling them a story about how when, uh, when I was in college, my wife and I went very late. I went to college when I was 25 years old, and we already had two kids. And I had an opportunity to work on Christmas Day, and my boss was going to give me triple time. I worked at a convenience store in Springfield, Missouri called Get and Go. If that doesn't sound country, I don't know what does. So my boss said, hey, you can, you, I'll give you triple time if you work. I said, I'll work a double shift on Christmas Day. And I went home and told my wife, I said, hey, listen, we need to tell our kids that Christmas is on December 27th. She said, why? I said, because I'm working triple time on Christmas Day so that we can, you know, provide for our family and this and that. She says, oh, if you can do it the day after and the day after, we can move Christmas to January, right, if we need to. Because Christmas... Was Jesus really born on December 25th? Probably not. Probably not. It's a great day to celebrate it. It's a great time of year. But here's the thing. He came, and we celebrate his coming today because Jesus gave himself the greatest gift that's ever been given so that you and I can have a personal relationship with him. I pray that the greatest thing that you receive or give this year for Christmas is the knowledge of Jesus Christ being your Lord and Savior. We're going to take communion in just a moment. And when we do, we're going to make sure you have these uh, the little communion packets here. If you did not get one of these, I want you to raise your hand up. And some of our ushers, our great ushers, will come by. And don't be shy. If you didn't get one, they're just going to walk around. They'll give one to you. Scott, do what you do and work the room, okay, buddy? Just work the room with that great sweater that you have on. But after you've all received that, we're going to take communion together. And we're going to, I'm going to read a, a couple verses to you, and we're going to pray. But before we do that, if you have not received one, just let Scott know when you're coming by, and he'll give you one. Before we do that, I'm going to lead in a corporate prayer. And if you've never accepted the love of God because of Jesus Christ, if you've never called on the name of Jesus, asked him to forgive you of your sins and come into your life, we're going to have a moment of prayer right now where you can do just that. So while they're passing out, the communion things if you haven't received one I'm going to invite everybody to bow their heads and just close your eyes for a moment and we're going to have a word of prayer Father in heaven I thank you for Jesus who came to this earth 2,000 years ago Lord so that we can have a relationship with you you left all of heaven's glory and splendor and all the things that you are and all the things that you deserve as God's son and you did that so that we can have forgiveness of sins and have a relationship with you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for giving yourself to us. 
And we celebrate that today. Lord, with all the stuff that we're going to do tomorrow, with our family and the gifts and the food and, and all the great memories we're going to make together, Lord, help us all to pause and remember the reason why we celebrate what Christmas is about. It's about the gift of Jesus. And I pray, Father, today, if there's any friends in this room that are with us today or anybody watching online that have never prayed and, and invited Jesus to come into their life and save them, that right now, during this moment, Lord, that they would just reflect in their hearts and call on the name of the Lord and be saved. If that's you this morning, dear friend, dear brother, dear sister, if you've never prayed and asked God to forgive you of your sins and invited Jesus to come into your heart, while we're in an attitude of prayer, I would invite you to pray with me to God and ask Him to forgive you and invite Jesus to come into your heart and invite Jesus to save you today. And you can do that right now, right where you're sitting in the quietness of this moment. If you'll just bow your head with everybody else, close your eyes, and whisper this prayer to God. Just say, Dear Father in heaven, please forgive me of all of my sin. Would you come into my life and save me? I believe that you died to pay for all of my sin. And I believe that you're alive today. And because of this prayer and this belief, I'm going to forever be with you. And then thank him. Say, thank you for loving me. Thank you for saving me. And then we'll close our prayer out and keep our heads bowed and eyes closed and just say, in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you prayed with us today, there is no way in the world I would ever say or do anything to embarrass you. I would just like to thank God for what he did in your life today. If you prayed and you invited Jesus to come into your life with me just now, would you just quietly lift your hand up in the air and we'll thank God for that decision. Thank you so much. Anybody else like that today? Thank you, young lady. Pastor, I prayed with you and invited Jesus to come into my heart. I just want to thank God for that. You just put your hand up in the air. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. We love you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for those in the room that invited Christ in their life. We pray that even some friends online did the same thing in the quietness in the moment of their home. And we pray that you, only you, Lord, are honored and glorified by every word that we say in this room tonight as we continue to remember you. We ask you this tonight, in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, we have these little communion things. They're really kind of cool. They're really super COVID safe. If you peel off the top layer of it, there's a, there's a wafer in the top of it. And then the second layer, there's some grape juice in there. And we're going to receive communion together. Communion, even though we're celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, I, communion is something we do to remember his death. You say, wow, that's kind of an extreme thing right there, isn't it? That's part of the gift that he gave you so that you can have a relationship with him. So I want you to hold that together, and I will instruct you on when we're going to receive it. But what we're going to do is... I'm going to read some verses out of 1 Corinthians, and then I'll invite you to partake of the wafer with me. And then I'll read another verse, and then we'll drink the juice together. And then after that, we're going to have a little bit of a candlelight time together uh, in celebration of Christmas Eve. So let me read this to you. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 11, verse 27, Therefore, whoever eats the bread and drinks the cup in an unworthy manner will be guilty of body and the blood of the Lord. This is very important, church. It says, but let a man or woman examine themselves. Examine themselves. So let them eat the cup and drink the, eat the bread and drink the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. And this is what he's saying. This is something we do 
to remember Jesus. But as we remember Jesus, we remember what he did. He came to this earth so that we can have forgiveness of sins. He came to this earth to seek and to save the lost. So I just want to invite you just to bow your heads for a moment. And if there's anything that you want to pray about right now, if there's some sin in your life that you want to confess, you say, Pastor, that sounds very judgmental. Hey, I prayed before church tonight because I needed to make some things right with God. But God gave us this not to make us feel guilty. God gave us this so that we would be reminded to ask for forgiveness of sins and so that we would be thankful for why Jesus came to this earth. So I'm just going to invite you while this music plays just for a moment quietly. Just take some time and pray. Ask God to forgive you if there's something in your life or if there's not, just say thank you, Jesus, for loving me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for this opportunity we have to celebrate communion tonight. I'll give you a moment to pray. First Corinthians eleven twenty three says, I receive from the Lord that which I'm also giving to you. That the Lord Jesus, on the same night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this to remember me. Let's eat together. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, and he said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink in remembrance of me. Let's drink together. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your birth. Thank you for your substitutionary death. You died in my place. You died in everybody's place. So that we can be reconciled to God. So that we can have a relationship with God. You did that. You did that because you love us. You did that because we needed it. We couldn't do it on our own. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you gave towards us. Lord, we're going to have so much fun with our family in the next couple days. It's going to be a great, great time, Lord. And we celebrate that. And we're so happy that families are going to be getting together. We also know, Lord, there are folks that are going through some stuff right now. Health, finances, job stuff, physical stuff. We pray, Father, that they would experience your presence. We pray that... Uh, that, that, that we would reach out to people we know that, that are maybe by themselves or need some encouragement and, and, and say a prayer for them or maybe take them some cookies or, or do something to demonstrate the love of Jesus in their life, Lord. But we thank you for what you gave us and that you want to work in and through us and that you want us to be a blessing to others. Thank you, Jesus, for Christmas and what it means to all of us today. We pray this in Jesus' name and everybody say it with me together. Amen.